Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. gentlemen welcome back to another edition of the extra point today is a very special day because it is the day that the nfl season starts today is thursday september 6th let's get this fucking rocking and popping we're kicking off the season with the eagles and falcons tonight and let's get right into it it's gonna be a fucking huge matchup everybody's gonna be excited everybody's gonna be tuned in the eagles are playing without carson wentz it's gonna be nick Foles, who i personally thought looked horrific this preseason in typical Nick Foles fashion, back in the day when he threw 26 or 20 touchdowns, only two picks. The very next year, he looked like a shell of himself. We know he got some weapons back tomorrow, but still his main weapon, Alshon Jeffrey, is still out. His running back, Ajayi, what, one of the, yeah, Ajayi might, you know, he was a little bit limited. Corey Clement was limited in the preseason. But let's get right into it, gentlemen. The line says that the Eagles are favored by a point tomorrow. What do you guys think about that? Who 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 do you guys think wins tomorrow? Um, I, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting game. The first week is always like, you know, shitstorm, uh, especially for betters. Um, it's always hard to predict where, where teams are going to come out. Um, you know, you always have an idea. But, I mean, especially this matchup, like, you know, you have the Super Bowl hangover. Um, you can't expect Foles to be the Foles that he was in the playoffs last year. Uh, and it's you know kind of shown in the preseason. I know he said he's taken kind of taking chances in the preseason, um, so that's why he's throwing picks and stuff. And you know I, I understand that to an extent, but uh, at the same time, you know a lot of people are high on the Falcons this year, and uh, that offense kind of you know hopefully Julio settled in with his new deal that he deserved absolutely none of, and you know Matt Ryan has his deal. Um, so you know the the Falcons have all the reason in the world to come out and steal a win here on opening night. Um, so if I if I had to pick, I, I would I would go the Falcons kind of in a in a surprise fashion. Um, but the sharp money's been going on Atlanta. Um, they always do this every year. Vegas opens up the line inflated against the home the returning Super Bowl the defending Super Bowl champs um, to kind of get the public to even out on the sides because uh, so that so that's why that's why the line opened at like four or four and a half in most places and within a day was bet down to two two and a half now one you know like in some places so um that that's kind of done intentionally um i think i saw today it was about 78 percent of the tickets were on the eagles but 72 percent of the money was on the falcons so and it na- naturally that means that the public's betting the Eagles and the Sharps are betting the Falcons. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's a, it, week one's as unpredictable as anything. Um, you know, we could Eagles could come out hyped as ever and, and ready to go and, and blow them out. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be on the Falcons will be on the road. So is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and that's the same Eagles defense that had held them to 10 points last, last uh, during the playoffs. I don't think it's the same Falcons team. I mean, they added, you know, Sanu's more in the mix now, even though he was a prominent receiver for them. And then now they Calvin have Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that, I think they're going to have their hands full all night. And I know there are some injuries to that offensive line for the Eagles. And 
This is gonna be very interesting. What do you think, Sully? Though, uh, I also I do like the Falcons. Um, I don't know how close it, would be, it will be. I, I wouldn't surprise me if they won by six or seven, even. But as Jones said, it's a week one. We think we know these teams, so we really don't. We haven't seen exactly. their training camps. We don't. We haven't seen the work they've been putting in. Um, but we have seen Nick Foles, and he hasn't been good. And there's a reason Nick Foles hasn't been a starting quarterback the last few years. Although I'm sure he'll be better than he has been. Um, I, I don't think Nick Foles would be as good as he was last year. And if he was, and if he isn't, um, that definitely gives a, an advantage to the Falcons because the, they played, obviously, the Eagles are the ones to knock him out in the pl- that playoff game. If Julio Jones catches that ball, which really he should have, that was pretty embarrassing he dropped that, um, the Eagles aren't Super Bowl champions. So it really, that play, I think they got the revenge factor. They've been thinking about, you know, Julio, I'm sure, I'm not a Julio fan, but I'm sure he's been thinking about that play all all offseason. Um, Calvin Ridley really gives them a dynamic uh, receiving core with with Sanu in there as the third guy now, um, and should and should give you know less doubles for Julio. But uh, I don't. Yeah, with Jeffrey out, with Wentz out, I think it's just going to be wouldn't surprise me to see them come out very flat and just kind of deflated. In addition to the Super Bowl hangover, so I don't. I'm not an Ajayi's beat up. I'm not a huge Jay Ajayi guy, even though he had some Absolutely success with the Eagles yeah. last year. I'm not a huge Ajayi fan. I'm more like Corey Clement on my team. But um, I, I'd have to go with the Falcons. But we, we yeah. really don't know. But take the better quarterback. Um, take the healthier team. More dynamic team, I would think, at this point. You know, Nelson Aguilar is going to be their number one receiver. He's not really a number one. Look for Zach Ertz to get involved early um he'll be a big key i love uh i love zach ertz at plus a thousand for first touchdown scored ah, yeah that's, that's not a that's, bad that's actually not a, a bad bet at all yeah i think yeah he he should have a big game he needs to have a big game if he'll have any chance of winning but uh yeah I'm, i i think I, i'd lean towards falcons by six or so yeah to me it's like all the emotional shit is why you're picking the Eagles and all the the like statistical you know objective 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 shit is why you're picking the Falcons. Um, yeah. And you know, number one rule of sports betting is leave the emotion out of it. Absolutely, I I completely agree with you on that. Um, yeah, but to dive even deeper, what are some like top things you're you're watching for in this game? I mean, I'm gonna start off with saying like. I want to see how Julio Jones is going to react after he got his fuck the money he wanted. You know, I want to see if, like, he's finally healthy. I know he had a nagging foot injury the past year and a half, kind of, sort of. It stemmed from the Super Bowl, and he couldn't break on, a, like, a certain side. But I want to see how he's going to react. If, if he's not doing 100%, if he's not catching every single ball, you know, it's always it's, it always happens. The contract hangover. Like, oh, you just got your yeah. contract, you were bitching. Now you're fucking dropping passes. You don't look like, you know. So I, I, I definitely dude, want to see that. Is it just me or has Julio Jones had turf toe for like 15 years now? Like he's no, every, had a every year. Yeah, every he's year he's got some fucking bullshit issue with his toe or his foot or something. I'm like, dude, fucking get that shit checked out by a real doctor. <laughs> seven years running. You got that shit still going? Take take, take two months. Take a month off or something. Just get. Yeah, do what you got to do. But, I mean, you can't be out on turf toe, you know, six games a year for five consecutive years. 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's an overstatement, but like, yeah, yeah, I, of course. I feel like it's every year there's, he's got turf toe or some bullshit foot injury. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see the dynamic um, defensively as well as see if I can get a vibe of their chemistry defensively and how Michael Bennett fits in because. Ah, mm, uh, yep. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have added him personally. He, to me, he's kind of a a cancer. I don't. He's too loud for my liking. To be quite honest, a lot a lot of attention comes with Michael Bennett. Obviously, um, not to get too into it, but you know their defense was already so good. Their defensive line was already so good. Um, you know Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They got some some bad boys, as Stephen A. would say. But I don't <laughs> think they really needed him. I don't think they really needed him. I just. I think he's just adds noise, and I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't look great. If they, Doug Peterson is another guy. He he looks so flustered. He looks like he looks so stressed when he's answering questions about Carson Wentz. And I know it's frustrating yeah. get the same yeah. question an, angled in ten different ways, but he looks like he's just like over the season already, and it, and it hasn't even started, and that's not a good sign. I mean, he's not a meat known for a media guy, but he's like going on his Belichick like you know it's yeah. just he looks so but he looks so stressed when he's at the podium so more, I, I don't know I, I will say is helpful. you know and I agree with you it's just the expectations last year for the Eagles weren't like oh this is a, a perennial Super Bowl team right now this is gonna be they're gonna be in the Super Bowl like you know they started playing very well throughout the season it's like holy shit these guys are the real deal but now it's oh they have to defend their title they have to defend their title there's all this pressure on this team and it's like you said, I mean, maybe Doug isn't just happy with how this team is playing right now, and I wouldn't be either. Like, looking at the guys that they have, for instance, Chris Long, all preseason, I think he's gotten pressure, like, on 5 or 10% of his snaps. Like, he hasn't looked like the same edge rusher that was last year that, you know, on, on obvious passing situations could get around that corner and disrupt the play. Hasn't happened. And... And we go back to even even look at the Super Bowl. There was no pass rush generated on both sides until that strip sack. So it's like maybe it's something that's carried into this season. I agree. Yeah, another another thing I I definitely want to check out is uh, that the tackle that the Falcons took, Deidre Sanat. He's a uh, he's a good like mix of a pass rush and a run stopper. So I, I want to see if, you know, who the hell they're going to run up the middle or what are they going to do? Because I think he's going to plug that shit up. He was fucking, he was very good in South Florida. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to add? That's pretty much it. Just excited right. football's yeah. back. Just yeah. excited. I, I will say I'm like, uh, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of when coaches do what Doug Peterson did. Um, it's just like, dude, it's the most pertinent issue about your entire team. Like, stop acting like they're not going to ask those questions. Like, stop acting like it's not something that you need to address. Like, say what you got to say, but like, don't don't call out every member of the media for being a liar or whatever he said about, you know, he basically called out every member in the room and the reporter pressed him on it, which he should have because he called out their integrity. And yeah. and, and he, he had a bullshit answer, and it's a fucking coward move. 
and it's you know you these guys help promote your game which in turn helps get fans in the building which in turn helps pay your fucking salary be nice to the media because at the end of the day without them your fucking paycheck is a lot lot smaller yeah and and just even add a little bonus section to the intro what do you think about Nick Saban with what he did uh, with uh, that female reporter when she was like, oh, how do you feel about this game? And I was like, oh, why do you guys keep asking me about these two quarterbacks? You want me to say something bad about these quarterbacks? I like them both. What do you want me to say? Stop talking about it. Like, holy shit, Nick Saban. Took a yeah, page I, right out of fucking... I, I, thought it, I thought that was Bush League. I, I don't like when Nick Saban, like Dave said, I don't like when Pop. Pop can do it with a little humor occasionally. He's not as dry as the Belichicks and Sabins of the room, but I thought it was Bush League by Sabin. Um, you know, she asked a very a normal very question. question. She she was it was an open ended question too. It wasn't it wasn't you know a closed question that she was he was she that he was doing what she said she was doing. She wasn't painting him in a corner and saying to you know and and Saban is the one that took out his starting quarterback. So and he didn't comfort him or anything at the end of it. So. He's the one who created this shitstorm in regards to Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts. And so, Jalen Hurts, absolutely. Yeah, so so I, I thought it was very uncalled for. I mean, very disrespectful. Gotcha. All right, you know. so it's time for Defend That Wall. This one is going to be very quick and simple, though. One minute, 30 seconds as usual. But, Sully, we'll start off with you, A or B. Hey. Because a. Nick Saban's an asshole. All right. A, you are defending that the Eagles are going to beat the Falcons tomorrow. One minute and 30 seconds. Nice. All right. Let me know when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. All right, go ahead. All right, so a big part of this is uh, the mental advantage that the Eagles have from that from that victory over them. Um, who knows if the Falcons are ready for this game from a mental standpoint. I'm sure they've been dreading over it the whole time, but not necessarily that makes them better. Um, who, who knows? Maybe Julio's Julio's a head case right now. He got paid. He's not he's not going to be the same player, which wasn't amazing. Which wasn't amazing towards his standards. Only three touchdowns. I think a huge weapon for the Eagles that it's going to be employed in this game is Corey Clement, who we saw in the Super Bowl have over 100 receiving yards. I think if if they can if they can use him out of the backfield as a receiver and pound Ajayi Ajayi goal line 20 to 20, I, I think they can wear the Falcons' defense out, which is more of a speed defense, more of a lateral defense. But if they pound the rock, open it up for Corey Clement, pick their spots with Aguilar. Uh, as well as Ertz, they're still the better team on paper. So, I mean, it's not like it's an upset if they win. They're home also. The fans are going to be there. The, the crowd's going to be going crazy. The fan Philly fans say what you want about them. They're they're very passionate fans. So the, the crowd, the momentum, if, if, if the Falcons, Matt Ryan throws a pick six something early, the, the fans are going to be down their throats, and the Falcons are going to be thinking, here we go again against the Eagles. All right, so. your time's up. But actually, you made very good points, man. Great argument. Dave, you are going to counterpoint that. Why will the the Falcons win tomorrow? Sully just told us why the, the Eagles will win. He made great points, man. 
Great fucking points. So your job right now, you're going head to head. Why will the Falcons be tomorrow? <clears throat> beat the the Eagles tomorrow, and why? You know why is it? All right. Um, Start whenever. Not too difficult. Uh, my first two reasons are one Matt Ryan and two Nick Foles. Uh, like we said, I think Nick Foles is not the quarterback that he was in the stretch last last year. Um, I think he's shown some of that back to earth, some of those back to earth moments that we knew Nick Foles for um, prior in this preseason. Um, I think the Falcons' offense, after kind of a down year last year, and you know their Super Bowl hangover, um, uh, the Falcons are just as talented as they were two or three years ago. Um, and if not more, um, and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are all paid on the same page. They've added, they had a good draft. Uh, their defense is another year better, another year together. Um, no major losses there. Uh, and I think, you know, they just, at this point in the game that they're the, for this week, the Falcons are just a more talented team. Uh, like Sully said that Jeffrey's injury is big. The, the Eagles don't really have too many weapons at, at their skill positions, JJ is still questionable. Um, so there you go. You got your starting running back and your number one wide out out for the game. Um, and that's something that's not going to help Foles, who is already a quarterback who needs every weapon he can. Um, so I just think that the Falcons have a real opportunity to go on the road and, and pop a little bit of a, a surprise into the into the Eagles and really kind of take over this game. I you know I, I take the Falcons by seven to twelve. And that's time. All right. I mean, both good arguments. I don't know, Sully. You kind of convinced me. You kind of convinced me that the Eagles were going to win tomorrow. So there's, point, a, there's a path. There's a point, path. I mean, there's point a path. this week. This week, the point goes to Sully. All right, man. So, <clears throat> you know, football starts this week, but we have a full slate of games. It's not just Eagles Falcons. We're going to kick it off with another exciting game this week: Jagu- Jaguars Giants. Sully, I mean, uh, Jones, your home team, your 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 muse, as we should say. Jalen Ramsey's been talking a lot this offseason. He called Eli Manning a bum, trash, a garbage can, should even be playing in the league. He should ship him off, fucking put him in a home, shouldn't be in the league. He said a lot of shit. Said <clears throat> that the only reason Eli's still in this league is because of Odell Beckham. Odell isn't trying to fall into his trap, not trying to get... Lord into anything. He's trying to stay level-headed, which shows some maturity in that. What do you think, Jones? What's the outcome of this game for you? Um, well, it's uh, it's really hard to win a football game when you score zero points, which is just about the value Blake Bortles will probably have to the va- the Jaguars this year. Um, just down the stretch, it was like Blake Bortles is the second coming. He had a at best mediocre stretch and that was his best stretch of the year and that and it took a world-class defense for them to even compete um so i just don't i think blake bortles is going to go regress and go back to closer to what he was most of the year which is a fringe starter in the nfl at best and you know we'll see if the jaguars defense can match that incredible performance last year but you know the the loudest one in the room is always the weakest so let Jalen Ramsey keep talking. 
No one's had no one's averaged more touchdowns in the NFL per game than Odell Beckham Jr. since he entered the league. So I'm really not worried about it. There's no cornerback that's really been able to shut him down. Jalen Jalen Ramsey is good is good. He's great, but he's nothing the NFL hasn't seen before, and he's nothing Odell hasn't beat before. Um, so I, I love the move by Odell, letting this play do the talking. I think it will. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. I think the Giants defense will surprise people. Um, could be literally like a you know twenty one seventeen or or you know even seventeen fourteen or seventeen ten. Um, I think it could be one of those slow moving games. Uh, the Giants will be you know feeding the rock to Saquon a lot. They'll I'm sure there'll be a little bit of growing pains with the new offensive line trying to figure things out. Um, you know and just kind of the first games are always a little slower. People teams are trying to get the feel for each other. They're trying to figure out how their offenses are going to run, how their offenses are going to flow. Um, you know, so they don't really have anything to work on yet. So it, it, there's always, there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, tiptoeing around yeah. in the first week and that, I and have, that uh, most of the time leads to lower scoring. And that's just not something that's favorable to the Jaguars. All right, Jones, before we get into it, I have a question. What if Eli comes out, throws three picks this game, fucking Giants score three points with that vaunted offense. What happens then? What do you think? The, 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 Jag- the Jaguars win the game, and we move on to week two. All I don't right. think – I mean, you, you right. can say what you want. I mean, you can't you – know, what's the alternative to Eli right now? Nothing, because what I else we got? Lawletta and Tanny, right? But do we want to throw Lawletta into the fire? I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> no, Lawletta no. can't – he can't no, be ready, but you don't. I don't you think don't, he's – I, you know, I, as as much as it sucks to say, like I, we got to ride with Eli, whether we like it or not, whether he's successful or not. Um, you know, maybe if we're if it's really bad, you know, when you get to du- the double digit weeks, we can start to talk about it. But I mean, he's got to be pretty bad, and and Lawletta's got to show something in practice that we're not seeing. That's you know, providing overwhelming confidence. Um, but there was a reason Lawletta was taken in the fourth round. He has the physical skills, and he has some other features that that you know quarterback guys really like um but he uh, he he's far from a ready product so um i i really i think this eli this year is ride or die with eli and that's kind of why they went with with saquon and put all that money into the offensive line um this is you know it's the last shot you can keep eli upright he he's proven to still be good even last year if you look at you know numbers right away red zone uh completion percent or red zone accuracy um and just you know all the drop passes he had not to mention he lost his literally his top three receivers for 75 percent of the year um so you you have to uh you have to take last year with a little bit of grain of salt um i don't think eli's anywhere as bad as he was last year he's i think he's still that middle of the road quarterback he's been for most of his career um he'll throw his picks but he'll also throw some touchdowns um so I, I, you know, I think we're kind of landlocked into Eli at this point for the, at least for this year, um, and yeah, you know I mean, I'm fine with that better yeah, for, for better or worse. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be this is a tough game to call because half of me wants to just go with all right, this Jaguar defense is gonna come out fucking awesome. There's Blake Bortles is somehow gonna have a man a manageable game, you know, feed the rock to Fortnite, fucking. They have yelled in this other guy um, is escaping. His name is escaping me right now. Then they have Keenan Cole, Moncrief. Chris Ivory? No, Chris Ivory's in Buffalo. 
Yeah, he's gone. Oh shit! Yeah, There's another yeah. guy they have right after. They have uh, they have Dante Moncrief. They have Keenan Cole. Keenan Cole. Have, yeah. Um, and they have D.D. Westbrook. And Day-Day Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's just tough, but. Man, honestly, I'm gonna go. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm gonna go with uh, the Jags on this one. I I honestly couldn't tell you why, but I am too. Uh, fuck, man. I just I, I don't know. Like my my heart truly tells me that this Jaguars defense, as much as Ramsey's been talking all this shit, I think Bortles gonna have a manageable game. Like I said, Fournette's gonna rush for a hundred yards, and they're gonna pull I mean, it out somewhere. I think it's gonna be a lot of short passes for Bortles. Not gonna be nothing nothing far. I should say I do think Ramsey's the best corner in the NFL, shutdown corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I don't I don't think that makes him unbeatable. I don't think he's at like I don't think he's at peak Revis Island yet. Well, well, no, he's not. Well, Odell's probably the most physically gifted receiver in the NFL. If I had to, if I had to say, talent wise, yeah, for sure, yeah. he's probably, and I, I hope he is, as I drafted him last night. But, yeah, same here. But um. I have the Jaguars in a, in a in a slow game, like Dave said, low scoring. I think Dave a little bit was underselling how well Blake Bortles played. There was three, four game stretches where he was like eight, nine touchdowns, one pick. He was definitely better than mediocre at times, and he did have a solid year. And I, don't, I think he will regress a little. But well, um, even against us, uh, not not to cut you off, quick. Even against us, he completed twenty three out of thirty six passes, which isn't bad. You know what I'm no, saying? No, he, he was ahead. very good for three quarters. I think. The big key to me that I want to be watching in this game, what decides this game for me, is well, obviously both lines of scrimmage, but specifically where I think the Jaguars have the big advantage is their D-line and linebackers versus the Giants' O-line. And I know the Giants are improved offensively on that line, but it's going to take time. It doesn't happen week one. They're just not going to be, even if they turn out to be a very good offensive line, it won't take, it won't be, it'll take, you know, three, four, five weeks at least. Sometimes you don't figure it out. I think they'll have a solid offensive line by week seven or eight, but against the Jaguars week one, I don't think that's a matchup that favors them well. Defensively, they should fare well against Blake Bortles. I think they'll pick him off once. Um, I think Leonard Fournette will get his 80 to 100 yards. You know, I think they're, you know, like you said, slow, methodical. They'll they'll use uh, Safar- Safarian Jenkins in the play action. Um, you know, they'll they'll run the ro- they'll use their receivers, run the rock with Fournette. Um, but I, yeah, I like the Jaguars too. Because, but I think if this was week ten or eleven, I definitely would take the Giants probably. And I do think the Jaguars regress overall. I just think it's too soon for the Giants' offensive line. That was actually very well said. I, I agree with that too. Is like, I don't think this whole O line has they have they played have they played together all preseason, Dave. Except for the center, right? Because you guys traded away. No, Jalapio. It was between Jalapio and the guy that you uh, yeah traded to Minnesota. So yeah, yeah. this, this Brett, whole line Brett has kind of yeah, yeah. So you guys have there has been some continuity throughout the preseason. But I mean, what better test week one than a fucking crazy defensive line, uh, a vaunted now linebackers corps? Because that was that was one of their weaknesses and even defending the run but they drafted that d tackle first round and now that's like everything that they needed to address besides quarterback they addressed and it's like i need to see what happens don't i mean the that one of the x factors you named it saquon barkley okay get him out in space do the screens 
and fucking let him do what he has to do. That'll open up the slants or whatever you need to do with Odell, and that's that's how the Giants will win this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think Saquon's going to be like obviously he's an incredible physical specimen. You know, I think screen passes were invented for Saquon Barkley, but um, it's just you now have to pay attention to him because he can turn. A twenty, uh, he can turn in an eighty-yard touchdown at any time. Like so, just just having that in the back of your head and knowing that you have to worry about Saquon Barkley, not Wayne Gallman, um, you know, is takes pressure off Odell. You know, maybe it's that extra half a step that Ramsey's got to wait before he breaks with Odell. Then, then you know, worrying about Saquon. You know, that maybe he doesn't make that step last year. He's not worried about the backfield. So yeah. I think I think Saquon, you know, whether it's real or not, just the allure of him, and especially in this first game before he's really had any, you know, true competition and true tape on him. Like I think that that kind of aura will will play more in this game than than any game for the rest of the year, especially if he's not, you know, out of this world good from the get go. Dave, who was yeah. the running back that was the starter going into last year that you said you liked? Wayne so bad. What? Oh, uh, Paul Perkins. Paul oh, Perkins. Perkins. Paul yeah. Perkins. I do. Li- I do like. I do like Gallman though. I do like. No, Gallman. I like Gallman too. But I remember Black. you were defending Paul Perkins, and I was like, oh. I was. Well, they were also. He all. They were gonna. When I was defending him, at least they were planning on giving him like the majority of the carries, and then that changed real quick. So like, he didn't. You know, obviously in the he's in the not a starting games. running back. He's not yeah, a starting running back. Exactly. He he's yeah. not. He's, Gallman's nice though. I I like Gallman as a change of pace back. Yeah, me too. And that's that's exactly what he is. Yeah, that's that's what he's gonna be. But yeah, Barkley and the screens, that's that'll open things up for them. Yeah, I mean another guy who you guys still have Darkwa too, right? He's gonna be I a don't know if Darkwa made the team, but I, uh he always I, produced. I he always produced he a little bit. Like he always was he was never bad. He was the guy who would have like you know, 30, 35 yards on four carries, you know, average like eight, nine yards a carry, but only touched the ball four or five times, you know. I mean, it wasn't eight, nine yards, but like, you know, he was averaging, I think yeah. I saw it was like four or five, four and a half, five yards a carry last year. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, now he's still a free agent. Yep. He's, he, and, and yeah. his yards per carry were over, a, were over four last year. So that's, I mean, that's weird. Nobody even, Kick the tire on him, but moving on. No, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's too old either. Too. He's young. He's like twenty-seven, I think. But yeah. another game that's interesting this week is Bears Packers, eight twenty. I mean, you you guys all saw it. The the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, the Packers are favored by seven and a half points. I mean, <clears throat> does adding Mack make a difference right now? Could could the Bears pull it off? I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say this right now. I took the Bears seven and a half points. I I was feeling very ballsy, but I don't As know what it is, dude. Very ballsy. Let me tell you. But I think who's home back, again? Green Bay. It's, it's in Green Bay. Yeah, it, it, it's he's a bad it's a tough, man. It's a tough he's line a for very me. Bad I, man. I don't know. It's a tough line. Seven and a half is so because I I mean Mac definitely helps. I mean. He could just put his hand in the dirt and get pressure on the quarterback, and you got to account for another guy with him. But yeah. and Roquan Smith is going to be doing stuff too. They got it. They got it at every angle now. They got him and Leonard Floyd on the outside, and Roquan yeah, coming no, up the middle. That's why I think yeah. I lean towards taking the Bears at the points, just because 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been very critical of this team. I don't think this is the offense of old. They're I think not. this may be a little. They're not at all, man. Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't. Jordy Nelson kind of the departure was more emotional than you know on the field almost, and maybe too on the field in regards to just having that veteran that knows where's to be. You know, instead of now he's telling yeah. Toronto Allison where to line up, you know, and things like that. I know Randall Cobb's on the block. Everyone knows that he's on the block. All the GMs, they may end up cutting him if they can't sign him because eight and a half million dollar contract. So I don't. I think the offense is a little. I actually expecting a low scoring game there. And he just hates throwing to tight ends. Everybody who took Jimmy Graham, like, yeah. look at the years. We, we talked about this last year. I mean, last week. Yeah. Rodgers just doesn't throw to tight ends at all. He like, does. I, I'm sure he'll throw more now that he's got Jimmy in the red zone. But, yeah, um, yeah it's not like he's going to be throwing to the tight It's not like the tight end is going to replace Jordy Nelson. I mean, yeah, so I I, th- I see. I would take the under, though. I don't know. What, what's the over-under in this game? I, over-under 47 and a half. half. As what? 47 and, 47 and a half? half. I'm taking yeah. the under. I'm taking the under. Yep. That's the bet I most like, honestly, too, because the Packers' defense has improved, too, with the two young corners they got. And then I am i don't know what people see with Mitch, but I've never been impressed by him at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same you way. Know, I just – I don't – That's I, how I out of the camp. He has yeah. growing pains, but you know what I think? They, they added a lot of, of talent around him that's going to help him mainly – Nobody's talking about. I mean, you got Terry Cohen, Jordan Howard, but Ray look Burton. at Taylor. Look at also no, uh, Taylor Gabriel, underneath Taylor Gabriel, yeah, across the field. Alan, I'm telling, he's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Yep, Robinson. I'm not oh, a like, huge Allen Robinson guy. I, I think he had that great. Uh, I'm year. not either, but compared he's to what they had, it's night and day. Yeah, I would take yeah, Robinson yeah. if they could stay Ernst. healthy. If they could exactly, yeah. if they could stay healthy, but like. Top to bottom, they they have no. Their skill team. position is their skill position is is above average. You look at it, you say if you have a quarterback there, I just yeah, I got to see it from Mitch. Uh, that's why I'm not fully in on the Bears as being a sleeper team, especially in the NFC. I don't. I see maybe I I'm looking heard at anything them. too. That's that's the funny part. Like I I'm looking at them as a seven win team. I'm looking at them as seven and nine. I don't like hate tough, that. I don't hate that. It's just where 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 are these losing teams going to be? The Redskins probably losing team. You could say the Giants. You could say the Bucks. The other teams, the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers. Those are all good teams. Someone's going to have to end up with some L's there. The Seattle. I think the Panthers are going to have some L's. I'm not high on the Panthers this year. I'm not I saying mean, terrible, but six seven. Like I think I think that's very I think possible. I think. The defense anything. is always pretty good, and McCaffrey's in his second year. He's going to be better. Uh, they got DJ They're talking Moore. Talking about getting, giving him like uh, 20, 20 to 30, 30 touches, yeah. Per I game. hope my fantasy team would like that. Yeah, but... I have them too. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. on the on the Bears, like what? Who? They're the worst team in their division. They are. I mean, that's the thing. They're well, the worst team in their division, but they're not a bad team. No, but I mean, that's they the, got six, exactly. They, that's why they I got six that's... games. They're probably going to win two of them at best. Probably, yeah, they'll probably go two and four. That's what I I'm thinking. The Lions are better than if them, they're healthy. Though? They're like, clear cut. Lions. Do you think the Lions are better than them, like clear-cut? Yes. I think they have the better yeah. quarterback. But if you look at talent, I mean, defense, I think the the Bears have a better defense by far. Well, I think I think, I think think they have a better defense. I agree. But yeah. the, the Lions' offense could be prolific now with Kenny Galladay going into second yeah. year and the running backs they, they have in that committee. I don't think I'd want it for fantasy, but I'd, I, I think that would be a good running game. 
Their running game. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Bunch, I think like, Johnson. Carry, yeah, I like Carryon Johnson, Johnson a lot this year. I love him. I think he's going to emerge as emerge as the guy. Yeah, they uh, cut Abdullah, I think, right? I didn't see yeah, that, he's, but he's not. He's not in in the mix. It's they have three or four guys. They have Carryon Johnson, Legarrette Blunt for short yards touchdowns, and then they got Theo Reddick, who's a very good receiver out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Abdullah was running. the last one, but they they cut him apparently. Yeah. So I I think they're gonna have a nice running game. I know they haven't run for, had a, someone run for over 100 yards in a while. I think Carryon Johnson will be the one to break that. Well, all right. So let's stay there then. This you know week one Monday night football. Is the oh, seven o'clock slot? It's Lions and Jets. I mean, Sam Darnold first game. The Lions are favored by six and a half points. It's another are tough you, spread. That is a tough spread. I, who do you take? Here? I mean, it, it 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 all comes down to to Darnold um, and how he yep. reacts in his first game. Um, I t- if if the Jets offensive line, like the the Lions have a great pass rush. You know, Ziggy Ansah, if he can get to Darnold early and kind of rattle him, He'll I think Darnold will, you know, I, I don't think Darnold's going to have a disastrous game, but, you know, maybe, you know, 185 for a touchdown and two picks, you know. Um, I, I just, I think it's all about how much pressure they can put on Darnold early and how he reacts to that. Um, you know, he, I'm sure, he, you know, he has the talent to, to, throw out a great game and come away with a win, steal a win on the road. Um, the Jets surely have a talented enough defense um, to kind of hold them in check, but, um, you know, the, the Lions... they do or don't have a talented enough defense? I think they do. Yeah, um, I think they do too. So, but, you know, like you said, the, the Lions offense is, you know, one of the highest ceilings compared to what they were last year. Um, so, especially with Stafford throwing the ball 50 times a night, um, I think it's, you know... This game, it's a very, it's a very weird game that could go you know real south see, in, yeah. in in either direction for each what team. I, what I want to see, and this is kind of my X factor. I've been thinking about it a lot more and more, and it's funny because he was on the Patriots staff. I want to see how aggressive uh, Matt Patricia is going to be on defense because if you look at the Pats past years, it's been a lot of. It's been sort of conservative, where it's like, Ben, don't break. All right, you can march down the field, but we won't let you score. So I want to see if they're going to take that same approach with Darnold. And if they are, if it's going to be like kind of a, a soft defense, if he gets that, that confidence, like, I, I'll probably go with the Jets on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he could get that to confidence. Win or cover. Like, what's up? To win the game or cover? Ah, oh, man. I'm going to say just to make it close. I still think the Lions win this, but I think the Jets will still make it make it close and cover, like you said. Is Darius Slay playing? Because that could be uh, big on Darnold. I think he could, he's, off you know, the, the, he's off the uh, injury report. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, yeah, he's, argue, he's, he's a, yep, he's he's a top three or four corner in the NFL, so he, could, he has the ability to take a, a receiver out of the game. Um, so, you know, I don't. I don't like a weapon being taken away from Darnold, but at the same time, um, I think of of the offensive positions, that's probably yeah. the Jets' weakest. Um, yeah, they have they got a we have a lot of underrated receivers. Robbie Anderson is our one. Then we got a new one. Then we have Curse. I think our skill position players are better than people give us credit. Um, so tight end, you know, we have, is running back. We, we got Bilal Powell, Crowell, and then um, Crowell Elijah Wire. 
it's not it's not a sexy backfield, but it they're it'll get the job done. Capable. I mean, I think Bilal Powell will be a big key in the game because I think I think we'll be a lot with him and Shaka. I hate Bilal Powell. He always has a good game against the Pats. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good. I, I think we'll be using CM him on a lot of screens early to get to get um some confidence for Darnold, and I don't think that's an area where he really lacks. But yeah. I I think there will be a chance Darnold will have the ball with a chance to either tie or win the game at the end of the game. So I'll probably take the Jets at the points. Well, if I had to say we'll probably lose, but I think there's going to be a chance for Darnold at the end of the game to do something special. And he made, you know... That could give him some confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a game we can win. But then again, the, the Lions are very good against bad teams. and I, We fall in the bad team category still as of now. Um but, yeah, the defense won't make it easy on Stafford. Stafford's not going to have an amazing week. Yeah, I mean, he won't, that's, be, that's he won't be comfortable in that pocket, I'll say that. Claiborne had a great year last year. You got Jamal Adams, Marcus May going into their second years. Um, you know, I, I, we got a good secondary. It, yeah. It's underrated. And then... Uh, so we're all on the lines? Well, I'm, I'll take the Jets with the points, probably lines to win. Gotcha. All right, so I want to get into this game because I've been, oh, man, I can't wait for this game to be here. We spoke about it last week, but Steelers-Browns, and I want to tell you I am all in on the Browns to win this game, not cover nothing else. I, I'm They're going to win this game. Josh Gordon is 100% for Sunday. We got all this turmoil. The fucking Steelers are all pissed off. Le'Veon Bell's not going to be playing. Guess what? The Browns' defense is going to disrupt Big Ben. James Conner, he's he, you know, he's a good back. I don't want to shit on him. He's a rookie. All right, yada yada yada. Second Browns year. defense. No, yeah, yeah oh yeah. Right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm like getting so ahead of myself right now. Um, but the Browns defense and then that offense, they're gonna fucking show out David Njoku. Let's see if Jarvis Landry finally fucking shows out. He wants to be Odell so bad, so maybe you know, put up the fucking points Odell does. And also, I have him on my fantasy team, so I really hope he does. And T-Mobile, I think T-Mobile's going to have a good game. Am I, you know, what do you, what do you guys think about that? If there was ever a perfect definition of one player's poor man's version, it's Jarvis Landry's a poor man Odell. Yep. It's like, the, and it just helps that they're, you know, they're friends. <laughs> they they kind of like they're look best, like they yeah. act the same. Um, so, like, I, I just think that's funny. But, uh, you know, the Browns really, if people forget that the Browns almost stole two wins against the Steelers last year in the first and last game of the year. They're up by like 20-something so, points know, too. Yeah, even so when they had high hopes in the beginning of the year and when they were about to go 0-16, they they were they played the Steelers tough. Um, it's, you know, Big Ben is has been declining and it's noticeable. Um, and his his splits on the home on home and road are, are astounding when you actually look at them, like how bad he is on the road. Yeah, they are um, astounding. Yeah, it's like you know, if he was if he played every game on the road, he might not be in the league anymore. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and like, that I mean, is in all serious fucking injuries. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's I, I couldn't believe it because you know I'm kind of like yeah, Ben, ben all the three of those guys, the Eli, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, they they've all kind of taken a little bit of a step back. Probably Philip Rivers the least. Um, yep. But well, I'm glad you said but that, yeah. you know he hasn't had the team success. But you know at the same like they've all come down from what they were yeah. and i just think big ben i was just shocked at how how terrible big ben is on the road um 
But yeah, I think the Browns. I don't know if they. I think it might be the similar result. Uh, maybe not having Bell changes things, but a similar result where they they kind of really make it competitive, but the the Steelers pull it out. Um, I think the, the. I don't think I know that the Steelers will need a big game from Antonio Brown if they want to have a chance to win this, and that'll be the case until Le'Veon Bell comes back. Um, because you know, outside of that, they lost Bryant. They, you know, Juju's a, a really nice young piece, developing wide receiver, but I wouldn't call him, a, you know, dominant of any any sort. Yeah. And uh, you know, they they're gonna, you know, there's a lot of hype about James Conner too, and I like him, nice player, but uh, he's not Le'Veon. Um, and no matter how many times you hand it to him, he's not going to turn into Le'Veon. So I, I think you know they're they're really going to have to rely on on Big Ben and Antonio Brown being a a, a real threat for the entire game for the for the Steelers to really be you know the the dominant team that they thought and hoped they were going into this season um I think right now they're they're hoping to get back to where they were last year at best so yeah and I, I mean not having Bell affects them to me in this this way you can't double Brown or anybody else because you need the personnel elsewhere because you have to worry about Bell I mean, I, in a perfect world, what I think they do, they put Randall on Brown, give him a safety. You put Denzel Ward, who I think is going to shut down, not listen closely, shut down Juju Schuster-Smith. Probably three to four catches, max. Max. Smith-Schuster, but all right. Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> sorry, I'm fucking fucking up right now, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, like three to four catches, max. And up the middle, I mean, you got Jamie Collins. You got uh, Jabril Peppers, that front four. I think they'll do a good job containing James Conner. So. Yeah, I think the Browns' defense like doesn't get enough credit. Maybe they're still a year away with all with all yeah. the young talent they have, solid. but they're they're solid. They've got a lot of young talent at every level of the defense. Yes, you know, Miles Garrett is a legit star now on on the defensive line. Um, uh, Ward is, you know, all we're hearing all great things about Ward coming out. Jabril Peppers was a pretty solid steal of last year's draft. Uh, he played well, great last year. Um, you would expect him to improve on that. So I, I really like the Browns' defense more than people are giving credit for. Like I said, they're probably a year or two away from being a, a real defense to talk about, but um, they're, they're no slouches. You know, they they can't yeah. don't don't sleep on them. Exactly. I, I actually I like the Steelers in this game. Um, the spread's at three and a half, so they you know they do think it's going to be a close game, and probably in large part due to what Dave alluded to with uh, how bad Big Ben is at home. But um, I like guess Dave, you were saying how bad they really the Browns really do look on hard knocks. So I mean I think this team's a work in progress. So I think yeah. week one, um, I think you know they won't be ready, and I think. I think this the, the Le'Veon thing is actually good for them. As we saw on social media, the, the, and we'll probably get to later, the players are roasting him. The team looks really unified right now, and it maybe it can be a good thing. You know, they all, you know, I know you said about James Conner, but, you know, I'm sure James Conner feels really good and loves the support he's feeling. And he, it's, yeah. not, it's not like a year or two ago where it's like, oh, when's Belkin back? It's like, no, you're our guy right now. So everyone says they got better. I don't think he's going to be amazing, but... I'm sure he can be solid, and you know their offensive line is very good, and that's and that will help him very much. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, so, uh, you know, I, as much as I was selling or you know selling the Browns, I I still am picking the Steelers, but 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of those sentiments um, that you just said. I think, it, you know, I think that it will, I think there is some validity to the, the unification around Bell not being there, for, at least for this first game. Yeah, because um, they're going to go is. out and say, we don't need you right now to beat the Browns. And, you know, they're going to, they're, I think they're going to, I think they'll play well. I do. I think they're going to. Hey, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor came out and had, you know, 18 rushes for 82 yards and a touchdown. Like like D'Angelo Williams did for the Steelers when Bell was out those couple games, too. Yeah. You know, he'll have a couple of highlight runs for, you know, 12 to 17 yards where he makes a person or two miss or he breaks a tackle. And that'll that's what you'll see. And, you know, he'll be moving up waiver wires. And, and you know, if he's not already owned, I'm sure he is a lot now that, you know, yeah. he's the clear starter. Um but, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is some validity to that, and I think there's also some validity to the Browns being a little immature, and I think it showed on anyone who's watched Hard Knocks that there's definitely growing pains with this team, and there's definitely major red flags with the way they uh, carry themselves. Okay, yeah, I mean, not from both the coaching staff and the players, but, I mean, there's just – you watch it, there's just no discipline – um, and it, I know it's a, they're professional athletes, but you didn't. We've watched Hard Knocks before. We've seen it with other teams. There's there's a level of disrespect and and lack of um, discipline that it, I haven't seen in any other Hard Knocks with any other organization. So that that it does worry me, especially for a team that should be the the most about business than any other team in the league. You're one in fucking thirty one the last the last two so, years, like. Yeah. You guys should be fucking playing in the SEC if you do that shit again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, another marquee game this week. Uh, Texans at the Pats in New England. One o'clock game. The Pats are favored six and a half points. The over-under is 51. Um, you know, actually, I thought this game, for some reason, I thought this game was in Texas. And then I would have picked Texas. But being home... And I think, you know, everybody's from our receivers. I think we're going to have a very good game. I think we're going to drop like 30-something points on the Texans, even though their defense is a lot better. Obviously, they have all these pieces now. But I, I'm going to take the Pats, I'll say like 31-24. Sure. I was actually surprised to kind of like look into this game. I, I was surprised at how much the line was, but... I was also surprised to see how much of the sharp money was on the Patriots, despite the line being higher than I thought it would be. I thought this was like a four and a half, five and a half type game, um, line wise, and I think it's at six and a half or seven now. Um, and and all the all the big money's still on the Patriots. Um, yeah. I know a lot of the Patriots players just and the reason it's confusing me is because I'm not so much worried about the the offense of the Texans, but the, their defense is pretty solidified. Like they they are very talented defense. They they have the potential to be a top five defense in the NFL this year when yeah. all said and done. Um, so I you know especially with addition of Teron Matthew, like he, he could be a huge X factor. Yeah. Um, but I, I you know. I, I'm surprised to see how many. Also, a lot of DFS guys are really recommending a lot of the Patriots offensive players this Bro, week. Gronk is super you, high yeah. on their board. Brady super high on boards. Um, and it's just like it's something. It was funny, but I didn't expect it. But you know, I kind I'll of tell you why. I kind of see it now. I, I I'm I'm almost scared to take the the Texans on this. I, I you know as much even. We kind of had the same feeling going into last year's opening game, and we all saw the Patriots get. Sh- you know, yeah. slack on, on yeah. national uh, TV yeah. by the Chiefs, the Chiefs yeah. in and you, New England. 
So you you, you know, know what's funny, and the more I think about it, look, the Pats have I think like three receivers on their depth are like three receivers, four receivers right now, being Hogan, Patterson, Dorsett, and then after that, fucking Matthew Slater, who's not he's a special teams player, but yeah. you know. Everybody, oh, we, you, the Pats are going to pick somebody up. The Pats are going to pick somebody up. We didn't pick anybody up. But the X factor for me, and I think this is why everybody expects the Pats to have a huge game, are those three running backs. Burkhead, Michelle, and James White. I think that the Texans have nobody that are going to be able to cover them. And I think the, the Pats are gonna actually going to spread it out more than, than anything. And everybody, I think it's going to be a fucking field day. I think people are going to be open left and right because I just don't think they have enough cover guys to cover all those guys. And Patterson's going to have a huge game. You I'm think Cordell him. Patterson will have a huge game? I think he's going to have a huge game. I, I already, I'm going to pick him up in all my draft, uh, my uh, DraftKings lineups. No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen enough from him yet. I mean, yeah. I know he's got pretty now, but I'll take the Texans with the point, but yeah, points I will, but um, the, the Patriots will win the game. They, yeah, they'll, they'll if they're at home, they don't lose to AFC opponents um, at at home. I forgot the record is it something crazy, but they're gonna win the game. But I mean, uh, those amount of points, I could even see a backdoor cover with. You know, they're down thirteen. Deshaun Watson scores a touchdown, two minutes to go. You know, I, I think a backdoor yeah. cover would wouldn't be particularly hard for Deshaun to accomplish. Um, you know, Will Fuller, I think he's questionable. That that does have some hold some significant yeah. heat because he, he, went off. he went off when he had when he had him. Um, but I, I think it should be a close game. I'm excited for that game. Um, obviously, I, I don't game. want the yeah. Patriots to win. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Deshaun Watson's special. I mean, he he's. I mean, it's yeah. most certain to progress a little. Whether whether what, it, who knows what it'll be for? But he was just. Playing so absurd last year, I think he'll play a, a little more down to earth. But yeah. he's still talented and uh, Very much so. not sold on the Patriots defense too. So who knows? Who knows what to expect from them? Yeah, I, mean, I really want to see what's gonna happen. Um, there's a lot of questions. I think our front, you know, our, our front line is is still good. I'm just very worried about linebacker unless we start. Jawan Bentley, who is looking like he's going to start. He's been very impressive during the preseason. Uh, corners, Eric Rowe. Uh, is going to be Eric Rowe, Gilmore. I think Duke Dawson right now is leading to play nickel cornerback. I haven't seen him at all. I haven't seen anything from him, so I have to see that. You know, safeties, I like McCourty. Patrick Chung is still there. And I, I, don't, I want to know where we're going to use Jason McCourty. But I'm very nervous because... I don't know. We've been missing a lot of tackles during the preseason. Who's, so. who's going to guard Hopkins? It's Gilmore, right? It's going to be Gilmore. Uh, I mean, that's that's a tough matchup. I mean, he's yeah. Gilmore's good, but that's that's tough. That's a very Hopkins. tough matchup. I mean, seven you know. touchdowns in seven games, Hopkins and to Watson Hopkins. Wow. Last yeah. year. I mean. Yo, shout out to Hopkins, man. That guy has had a garbage can for a quarterback. And look at the years he's done. Yeah, he really had one disappointing year that he went really high in drafts. People regressed on him, I believe, it was two years ago. And then last year, you know, he was going like third rounds of drafts. I think yeah, I got – he was my yeah. third He was my third round pick last year, and he was the number one or number two wide receiver in the NFL fantasy-wise. Nice. 
Nice. Alright, so, uh... Alright, we're gonna go fast. We'll stop on the games that, that kind of pop out, but the other ones are kind of shit games. Bengals-Colts. I went with the Bengals. They're favored by three points, I believe. Yep, they are. They're favored by three. I think the Bengals win. I think Andrew Luck is gonna have a down year. Not a down year, like, just a, a rough game. His first full game since he came back from injury is gonna show. I mean, I took them with three points. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's all on. It's all up to Luck. Um, the Colts really don't have much talent outside of Andrew Luck. Um, at least they improved the offensive line this this off season to kind of keep him upright for the first time in his career. Um, so if that if that offensive line can hold, I'll be really interested in a full year product of what Andrew Luck can be while while he's protected. Um, but yeah, I mean, this could. I'm I'm not high in the Bengals at all. I'm really not a big Andy Dalton fan, as most of, the Bengals. Mo- most of you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's impossible for the Colts to win. If that line moves to three and a half, I would consider taking the Colts. Um, or I mean, below. Sorry, below. If it moves to two and a half, um, it's at three right now. Uh, so I would consider taking the Colts. Um, but you know, I. I it's really all up to luck um, and willing to how much you're willing to bet on his his success and his you know lack of rust. All right, what do you think, Sol? Um, the Bengals are favored by three. Yep. No, uh, they're, uh, they're getting three. No, 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 yeah, yeah, they're getting three. They're so. getting three. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals with the points. Um, yeah, I think it's I a toss. I think it's a toss up. You know, I. Who, who, uh, it's one of those games. It's, I think uh, Vegas, Vegas is saying it's a pick 'em game. The three yeah, point I home think, field is worth three points. I think yeah. I think Andy Dalton should have a better year. I think he'll have one of his better years in three or four years. Although I'm not his biggest fan. I think with John Ross um, and AJ Green and Tyler Eifert healthy, I believe so. Yep. He should have three solid weapons there. Um, I really like the upside team. of John Ross this year. Yep, yeah. Me too. He's gonna have a. Fucking great if he, year. If he can stay healthy, I really like his his upside. He's gonna have a great year, I think. I think um, I don't. I think he'll have maybe seven hundred fifty yards, wow. six or seven touchdowns. <laughs> wow! How I'm many sorry, catches? Guys. What do you think? More than that? Uh, how many catches? Forty eight. No, I say like sixty. He's gonna have a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was yards. gonna say sixty. I think he's gonna get a lot. Of, he's gonna run a lot catch. of a lot of slants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, maybe maybe fifty one, fifty two. I I think he'll average seventeen, eighteen yards a catch. I don't. He's he's fast. He's real fast. So those eighty yard touchdowns he scores, sixty yard touchdowns are going to increase his average. Yeah, I I agree with you. Well, I'll t- I'll give you that. I'll say like fifty ish then because it is going to be a lot of like catch and forty, fifty yard runs. All right, yeah. another game. Um, this is I mean this is another joke. Buffalo Ravens. Versus the Bills. The Ravens are favored seven and a half. I'm taking Ravens all the way. It's in Baltimore. Nathan Peterman is their, is the Bills quarterback. That's all I have to say about that. And I fucking despise Kelvin Benjamin. Fucking hate him as a wide receiver. Fucking. Me too. I hate him for those cam comments. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Sorry. Ask about that. I agree. Uh, we could go, yeah, yeah, we could go quick through that. I mean, the, the Bills, they're, I mean... They're in the conversation of three or four teams to be the worst team in the NFL. They're going to be really bad this year. Very bad. They're probably the worst offensive line in the league. 
God knows what the fuck is going to happen with Shady. Um, you know, not only is he injured and there's questions around his actual health. I mean, this this whole you know domestic violence thing we we learned last year with Ezekiel Elliott. You could be completely innocent, 100%, not do a single thing wrong, but if some fucking broad opens their mouth then apparently that warrants a fucking suspension in the NFL. And this is coming from a diehard Giants fan mm-hmm. sitting here defending a fucking Star Cowboys player. So you know you know how well, much bullshit it must speaking, be if I'm sitting here doing that. Well, speaking about the Cowboys, they're, uh, the Panthers are favored by three against them. It's in Carolina. It's 425. Um, I went Cowboys on this one. I, get, oh. I took Cowboys plus three. Ooh, that's another tough one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Actually, I'll go with the Panthers at home. Um, Cam's got a lot of toys. I think I think Cam's gonna have a phenomenal year. To be uh, quite frank, uh, um, yeah, with Norv, you know, with Norv, yeah, with Norv, with the weapons he has, DJ Moore, Funches, Greg Olson's back and healthy. That helps him a lot. That people that's are huge, talking yeah. about. That is and huge then, for him. McCaffrey, McCaffrey in the you know in the slaughter at coming out of the backfield. I really think the Benjamin comments and how he's been starting a relationship with Brady. I think he's maturing a lot. Um, yeah. So I, I think he's gonna have a monster year. I really do, and I think, I you know, you know, obviously the two, the two teams they both have good run games. Um, both mobile quarterbacks, some similarities. Both pretty solid defenses. Panthers are better, but. You know the Panthers' defense is definitely better, so, um, and they're at home, so I'll go with the Panthers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Panthers too here because of their defense at home. Uh, I think I, I don't think people realize how decimated the Cowboys' offensive line is. That that star-studded Hall of Fame offensive line from two years ago okay, is now right. down to it's down to two of those five starters, and Zach Martin, one of the remaining starters, is hurt. So I mean it's a it's a shell of that offensive line that was so fantastic Zeke's rookie year, and it showed last year they weren't as good and everyone's production dropped. Dak was mediocre last year at best. Uh, Elliott still had a great year in the games he played, but it was a regression from the previous year. Um, and I and this year they got objectively worse uh, on offense. You know Travis Fred, the loss of Traz, Travis Frederick. Fuck. Uh, is I think it's going to be bigger than people think, um, both from a, an emotional standpoint and a, a, you know an X's and O's standpoint. He's good. He's real. Good. He is. He's fantastic. Um, He's, so yeah, like, I just don't. I think it's the one thing that people aren't really talking about. They're talking about all these other improvements the Cowboys have made, as if everything else that made them great before was kind of just remained stagnant. But no, what made them great before was their offensive line, which has gotten significantly worse um, by any way you measure it. So I, I think the Cowboys are going to struggle. I'm not. I'm not high on Dak as a quarterback in general. Um, I think. Agreed. I think last last year is much more closer to what he'll be than the, his rookie year. Um, his rookie year was, you know, unbelievable. To, and no one's going to have rookie years like that. Or no one's going to have years like he had his rookie year every year. I mean, he, that's a Hall of Fame career if he does that. Um, so I, I just I don't I don't have much faith in them. I think it's an, a very experienced and talented Panthers defense um, at home week one. Um, I just think they'll be ready to go. You know, like Sully said, I'm not high on the Panthers that you know this year is a real threat. Um, 
I think they could go anywhere. For, I think it could go as low as like six or seven wins. But you know, there's a world where they could have nine, eight or nine wins. Um, maybe even they sneak into the playoffs if the if the Saints and Falcons don't uh, repeat the years, the success they've had in the past two years. Um, so you know, in this matchup, I, I like the Panthers. Um, Let's I'll not forget they won 11 games last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, no. and so. uh, I, I'd probably buy a half a point just to give me some peace of mind. Get a two and a half, and and I'll, I'll see you at the bank after the game. <laughs> All right. So where you guys? Who'd you take, Sully? Panthers. All right. So I was only one on Cowboys. You guys both took Panthers. All right. Another game that this one is fucking tight as hell. I was gonna say a joke there, but you know our listeners might not appreciate it. Um, Titans, Miami, one and a half. Titans away are favored. This is very, very tight. I took the Titans one and a half, though. Just because they're so improved. And they're, I think they're so well coached now that... that I think they just... I think it'll be more than... They'll win by, like, a touchdown or two. To this is honest. one of my favorite games. I'm taking the Titans, putting all on the Titans. I, I just... Okay. The, the culture... I think this is one of those games you might overthink. You say, Titans, they play down their competition sometimes. But I think the Dolphins are really bad. I think the Dolphins are like bottom four or five in the NFL bad, like worse than the Jets bad. Um, <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased, but I, I mean, Tannehill, no one's really a fan of him, honestly. He's a um, Drake's a good running back. The receivers, though, they got a bunch of guys that are always Parker, banged up. Stills. Still, Parker, none of those guys are going to do it. The defense, they lost Sue. Let's talk about that, first of all. That that definitely has a huge leaves a huge gaping hole in the middle of their defense. Um, defensively, they're they're awful. Um, you know, you know what's the crazy Titans, part? What? What's that? The, the over under is only forty five for this game. Yeah, it, it, the defenses aren't. I mean, I maybe that's because the, de- the the Titans defense is pretty good. Um, they could be pretty long. good against yeah. against. I mean, I I just like how they they have like a culture change. It's a lot of Pats like with Vrabel, Butler, um, you know, Deion Lewis. Lewis. So it's it's really I really think that not that they're gonna be the next Patriots, but you know nothing, no better way to Allen, do that yeah. than literally emulate that with their players. Malcolm Butler's not a stud, but he's a very good starting corner. And then Deion Lewis is dynamic. I think he's like a poor man's bell. Vrabel, I think, is a great fit to change the culture. Mariota had a really down year. I think he'll be better, improved, yeah, not he needs great. To get it together, but better. But I I think I could see them. You know, a lot of these games are staying close. I could see the Titans by, you know, 10 to 13. I could see this being not so close. I don't, I'm very, very low yeah, on Yeah, no, that's what I'm though. saying. I, I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. I think Derrick Henry is going to fucking run them over. I think Deion Lewis is going to fucking yeah. catch a billion passes. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. And they still Rashard have Tywan Taylor, right? Yeah, they, so they got, they got some talent. He's been, they got he a, had a good preseason. Taylor? Yeah, he's he's explosive. They got they got some under they got underrated uh, skill position players. Yeah. All right, another game. Um, t- uh, Jones, you didn't pick, right? Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm taking the uh, Titans as well. I think uh, despite Mariota having a down year, I mean, I think this whole team revolves around his success. Um, they clearly have the talent everywhere else on the field. They have skill players. Uh, they have a solid offensive line. Their defense is was great last year and, and much improved this summer on paper. Um, 
So, and I think I think Vrabel's a great coach who's going to really anchor that that defensive uh, kind of outlook and scheme. Um, so I think I think the Titans have every reason to be excited about this year and and could very well walk away with this division, um, especially if the Jaguars regress on on offense. I mean, it's very possible that the you know the Titans could win 10, 11 games and and take this division. They could. Um, and I, I, I'm I'm same with. Uh, the Dolphins, I'm not high on them at all. Um, the, Devontae Parker's not playing, so that's one less target Tannehill has. And I saw a quote like by Gase today. It was like, you know, we're just trying to return to like our 2016 form. I'm like, what was what 2016? Was that? Like, I think it, was that something like 10-9 like, like, games, though. Oh, wait, no, yeah, they, they were better they that won, year. They yeah, won, they won like, like 10 games. I think, that that they, I think they were, were they in the playoffs. I think they were in the playoffs. playoffs? They were in the playoffs. Me? I believe they were in the playoffs. Wait, really? Like I just I believe I, I so, yeah. I'm like they won they it, won a bunch of games. I think they won like ten. Yeah, to that's me, what I'm like, they won like nine or ten. You know, if if Andy Dalton is uh uh Nissan Maxima, Ryan Tannehill is a Nissan Maxima with the GPS upgrade. <laughs> like it's the same I don't think I don't think highly of I never of thought there much, but I will nah, say this. Bro, I will Tannehill's say this though. Tannehill had a solid year. Before he got the last year, he got injured. It wasn't an amazing year, but he was doing a pretty solid year. I think he was on pace for forty-two or forty-three hundred yards. He had a, he had his one of his better years in his last year before the injury. But but with that being said, still, I'm not I'm not sold on him at all. And yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm sold. I just yeah, I've, they're they're not they're not. Yeah, great. I mean, he said he wants to he, run seventy-five plays a game. Yeah, and that even would, the Patriots, that would have. Yeah, the Patriots led the 16. NFL with six, 69 plays a game. 69 plays a game. Yeah, he's he's just he's unrealistic. He's one of those guys that he's just like a nut and he's just banana land crazy. That's what Yeah, I think crazy. he's one of those guys that kind of like overshot expectations as a coordinator, was just like such a great coordinator and was able to kind of like say this shit behind closed doors and act this way and now he's realizing like as a head coach you kind of got to like you say that shit you got to buck up. Like you don't have as much control yeah. over like specific aspects of the team i mean obviously he's the head coach but like you're not it, it, it's different being a coordinator and it's different the way you can like kind of talk you gotta offensive coordinators aren't given weekly media interviews yeah. and and shit like that so i, mean, uh, I think he's a little bit still kind of learning that aspect but. yeah as a coach though like you know there were the years he really stood out. He had fucking Peyton Manning. So who's not gonna do good with a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? And then all right, 2015 when he was on the Bears, that offense wasn't that when Tressman was there and it was really fucking bad. No, Jay Cutler did well that year. Uh, I think no, it was the uh, one. Yeah, Cutler G- was responsible for Cutler's like really good year. In Chicago. Yeah, like resurgence. Yeah, that they is won, true. They yeah. won ten or eleven games. I think, I think he had over thirty mm-hmm. touchdowns. I don't, they never made. Did they make the playoffs? I thought they won. Uh, like they nine, didn't. They didn't make the playoffs. I remember I think they were like the last game. It was the year it that was, uh, it was the year they won ten games and Lovey Smith got fired because they missed the playoffs with ten wins. Yeah, because it was the last game and they lost because Jay Cutler threw a like a like two picks. Yeah. If I remember, I remember at that the game. end of the game they were yeah. driving. I think like yep. twenty five or thirty. Yep. Who were they playing? Was it like the Niners? Damn, who were they playing? I want to say I it was like that the, game though. I want to say it was, like, the Niners for some reason. And, like, he threw the pick, and they were just like, well, that's Joey Cutler for you. Smoking Jay. Smoking Jay. Jay. He doesn't care. It was against the Bears. They are the Bears. 
Ah, what am I talking about? Sorry, I'm losing it. I'm telling you guys, I'm losing my shit. It was against the the Lions. No, yeah, I was wrong. It was the Lions. Another game uh, that, all right, so we could touch quickly is Rams-Oakland, but this is the fucking weird thing that the Rams are only favored by four points. I honestly would open this like, I I mean, I think the Rams are going to beat the shit out of the Raiders. Truthfully, I think they're going to win by like 14 points. I don't think this game is going to be close at all. I mean, you you got to take you got to take the Rams with that, I'm sure. But who's home? The Raiders are home. Even that. The Raiders, maybe it's a trap game. I I, I was going to say that's a fucking trap. Bro. That's what I'm saying. I think at this point with our view on the Raiders is we all think it's going to go south. It's looking south at this yeah. point. But there's a world where the Raiders are good or respectable. I don't yeah. know how likely it is. But, and you know, Jake Gruden's not the greatest coach ever. I mean, even though a lot of people think he is. You know, you guys were talking about today in the chat. He had yeah. the one year. Other than that, pretty 500 guy. But, you know, maybe he instilled some toughness into this defense. Some, you know, some old school grit. Maybe they got somehow, they got a little better even though they lost Mac. They lost they were their pretty best bad. player, yeah. They couldn't. They couldn't be worse than they were last year, really. So yeah. they didn't have an interception until week 9 or 10. So I don't know how they could be even worse, even without Mac. Yeah. So the defense is going to be bad. The offense is going to have to be spectacular. That's what they're going to have to do. Derek Carr is going to have to have a resurrection. Cooper's going to have to have a great year. Lynch will have to be solid at worst. Um, they want to yeah, run it still, heavily. They, they want to run it heavily. That's their whole emphasis now, apparently. They, they want to be a run first like running all the time, too. I'm like they did invest a lot of money in the offensive line, so that that yeah. that should be a strength for them. But Lynch, like, do you really want to put all your like, you know, Lynch is? I don't want to discredit. No, nah, I don't like Lynch right now. Yeah. I love Lynch, but I don't like yeah. him right now. I was I was laughing just a second ago because I was just thinking to myself like the Raiders getting their ass whooped, and then John Gruden just goes up into the booth like I tell you what, man, <laughs> this game is not looking good. Just fucking criticizing his whole team. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That's not how football's supposed to be played. Let me tell you. So, and, and, spider two Y banana. Spider two, hit him with the spider two Y banana. Come on, Jaws. Oh my god, that is funny as shit. But, a, right. but another thing is just if he comes up in the boost. Brent Musburger is gonna fucking crack him in the jaw. <laughs> Brent Musburger doesn't give a fuck anymore. But here, uh. another thing. Is uh now I forgot what I was gonna say. What was it about? Raiders, yeah, Oak, uh, Rams. Something. Yeah, I, I lost it. It's it's gone. It's gone right. after. That. Good. It's gone. Uh, Jones, who? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing you're gonna take the Rams here too. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't have any confidence with the Raiders right now. Um, you know, last time we saw Carr, it wasn't that wasn't that spectacular. Um, I think Amari Cooper. This is a real kind of make or break year for him. If he puts together, you know, the couple, another season like he's had the last few years, I mean, he's kind of settled into like he is what he is, you know. Uh, we Coming out of the draft, he was supposed to be, you know, the next great wide receiver, the next Calvin Johnson, the next Julio Jones, A.J. Green, those guys that came out of the draft and were just like, yep, they're going to be fantastic from day one, no doubt about it. I remember, specifically remember watching the draft when both Julio Jones and A.J. Green were drafted. And both of them had no no weaknesses listed. And Amari Cooper was one of those same people. And he's by far the worst out of the three yeah. production. Um, but all I keep hearing about is how 
he's the best route runner in the NFL. He's got some of the best hands. He He dropped a lot of balls last year. And it's just like, and it just doesn't, it doesn't translate on the field. And I don't know why, because, you know, he was just as good, if not better than anyone at, was at Alabama. Um, so it, it's interesting, but I really uh, – yeah. I, I, I want Amari Cooper to be great, and I want Derek Carr to Same. be great, but I, I, I'm really not high on the – the... And, and I think funny. the Raiders could very well go 5-11 and 11 this year, 4-12. and 12. Same. Like it's, it's, that's it's, very possible. It's, it's funny because it came out, apparently he, he was playing like with a broken foot all year last year. Like, and it wasn't him who said it was Derek Carr. Like, oh, people are going to talk shit about Cooper. And don't get me wrong. I agree with everything you said, Dave. Uh, everybody's going to talk shit about Cooper, but he p- basically played with a broken foot. And then I thought to myself, well, T.O. played with a broken fucking leg. Well, were, were his hands broken also? Because right? he didn't really, he wasn't <laughs> good at saying. catching the ball with his fingers. So Everybody plays with an injury in football. Literally everyone. So I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, another game. I Washington. need T.O. back in the NFL, by the way. I need, oh, bro, so I need someone to He's give him a shot. He's still training. He's still the dude ran a four four forty. There's no way you can convince me he's not better than some receiver on an NFL team right now. There's no way you could say convince me. I'm so me. pro T.O. in the NFL. Can he go in now that he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I don't know, but if he can't, that's a tragedy. I think he's not officially retired. He probably can because he was still talking about the, the, the comeback after he was already in, uh, supposed to go in. So I'd assume he's capable. He needs I'll to. I'll tell you right now. It's just it's the attention he brings. That's that's what it is, because he he's clearly I think he could be a number three or number four on a team. You're telling me he can't be you know a red zone guy or a slant guy or something. I mean he's he's bigger than guys. He's faster than guys. He's stronger than a lot of guys. Maybe he's not as quick. That's probably where he's lost a step is his quickness. But I need him back on the Bengals doing fucking sit ups in his driveway talking shit about Andy Dalton. You remember that year he had with the Bills, his last year? With the Bills and the – they were like 800 yards, seven or eight touchdowns. They were both respectable years with the Bengals. Dude, he, had, he had over 1,000 yards he, with the Bengals. He, yeah, he with did the Bengals, well. yeah. And then the, and then the Bills, I think he had like, I want to say, seven or 800 and like five or six touchdowns. But like with bat, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right now, with yeah, Buffalo, great. he had 829. Yeah, how much? With the Bengals – yeah, so the last year he played was back in Cincy. So that year he had 980 oh. years, 983, and then with Buffalo he had 829, but he yeah. was averaging uh, 15 yards per catch. So didn't he have like eight or nine touchdowns in Cincy too? I think he, he had did nine touchdowns in Cincy. So yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a, like a, that's like a very fantasy relevant year. That's like a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's literally like that a top so 20 fantasy wide receiver. For getting rid of him because. Every year he had in Dallas, he had, look, fucking <laughs> 1,000, uh, 1,180 yards, 1,355, 1,355, 1,052, 13 touchdowns his first year with Dallas, 15 touchdowns his second year with Dallas, 10 touchdowns his last year with Dallas, but they wanted you, him out. Fucking you know who, the, who that's exponentially better than? Des Bryant. Des Bryant, yep. Yeah. Why, I yeah, would take those this? three years over any three years of Des Bryant's career. Absolutely. How about this? Give me, give me Terrell Owens on the Packers right now. Give me, give it. To he me. would catch ten touchdowns. I mean, uh, like, look, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers every time. 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, like, he's about winning. Like, he knows T.O. is about, if he comes in, he T.O. wants to win. T.O. is going to perform. He needs a veteran receiver. He can't be throwing Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, aside from Devontae Adams, these clowns out there, yeah. and just, you know. So, I mean, if he throws out T.O. there, he's scoring at least six or seven touchdowns, if you ask me. And he's gonna he's gonna produce and like I think Aaron Rodgers would be the personality out of everyone to be able to um, be able to handle to TL. Handle yeah. If Mike Mike McCarthy, I don't know about that. That's another story. Cause McCarthy, he's just a very eh coach. Nothing to write home very. about. R- r- rode the co- coattails or is riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers certainly. Gotcha. All right, so let's move on. This one we could touch quickly. Uh, Zona Redskins, Arizona's favored by a point at home. I'm going Arizona here. I mean, they have a great defense, even without uh, the Honey Badger. I think they still have a lot of talent on that defense. Uh, Sam Bradford apparently has had a great uh, offseason. Sam Bradford could go off for the first six six or eight games and get injured and you mean yeah you mean the first six minutes until he gets hurt <laughs> yeah like <laughs> but still josh rosen i like josh rosen yes i think he's he'll, very he'll struggle but I, yeah i'm going i'm going arizona redskins could pull it out they definitely can but uh, the redskins yeah. defense is really bad really bad yeah yeah so i'm going zona there dave what are you doing yeah, I'm probably going Zona, just pick him game at home. Um, Bradford, like people forget, Bradford was like, they were literally talking about him as an MVP through the first two or three games last yep. year uh, before he got hurt. And, I, you know, I know it's two or three games, and he's, he seemed to kind of do that every year of his career. Even when he's played most of the season, he's had those four to six or seven games where you're like, Jesus Christ, this is this is the guy we t- took number one overall. This is the guy drafted number one overall. And then he kind of comes back down to earth. He throw, you know, the sleeves get in the way, and he, you know, he throws a couple picks or something. He checks down a lot. That that fucks him up too. Dude, I, I, Sam Bradford probably looks least <laughs> like an NFL football player in uniform ever. He looks like a mannequin in an NFL uniform. Less than Eli Manning. Less than Eli Manning. Yeah, somehow he looks less like a football player than Eli Manning. Only in his uniform and his helmet, like on the on the yeah. field in, in practice and shorts. Sam Sam Bradford looks like fucking Joe Montana. Yeah, but yeah. but he, he, so he puts on fucking. He's got like three quarter sleeves. Fucking his helmet looks like it doesn't fit right. He just he's got those beady eyes. So when you can't see the rest <laughs> of his head, he looks all weird and shit. <laughs> you know what? It's just, and it's funny you you talking part. about it. You talking about it? I think Arizona's going to be a good place for him because it's going to be like a low-key, not-in-the-spotlight place, and then maybe he has a good year there. But, um, yeah. Not that far from Oklahoma. Exactly. Not that far. Yeah, I think he has a good year if he's healthy. I think they're like an 8-8 eight eight team. All right, this is an interesting game to pick. So it's Denver favored three points at home playing Seattle. Uh, it's an interesting game. Damn, who would you guys take here? I don't even know who I would take here. I take. I'm taking Denver. Three points. Yeah, yeah. I'll take um, Denver. Yeah, I'll take Denver. I'm taking Denver. I'm, Royce Freeman. I'm probably. I'm probably betting against Seattle every game this year. Yeah. Like I just unless Russell Westbrook. Or I mean Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson, Wilson. has. Uh, has you know four touchdowns in the air and three on the ground. I don't think they'll compete too much this year. 
Um, their defense is pretty bad when healthy, especially if they lose Thomas, and they're not healthy. So that only yeah. makes them worse. Um, they're an undraftable fantasy defense with or without Thomas. And uh, they really – their offensive line still is not great. And their skill players on offense are n- nothing to be bragging Baldwin's about. also injured. He's like 80%. He said he's not going to be 100% all year. I will say, I will say, I, I saw that quote, but that quote was taken out of context by ESPN. He basically said, "Yeah, I'm 85% right now, but I've been 85% my entire career." So, like, that's just him saying, like, "Yeah, everyone's got nicks everybody's and injured, yeah. and shit. Everyone's injured. Like, he's a, he's just as healthy as he's ever been." Um, so, like, I don't, I didn't put too much into that, but I mean, at the same time, like, you know, it's. He's it. If they don't, they have that running back committee. They don't know who the hell is going to start. I like Chris Carson. Uh, I like Chris Carson uh, to have a very good year, but still, uh, other on the op, I mean, they lost Jimmy Graham. That hurts. I mean, other receivers. They got Tyler Lockett could have a good year, but the offensive line, they just don't. And the defense is bad. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm taking Denver. I think Denver is going to give a heavy dosages of Royce Freeman, um, pounding the rock. I'll uh, CJ Anderson a few, a couple years, you know, last couple yeah. years. And, uh, and a lot of the Sanders. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Sanders, um, Thomas, and Cortland Sutton. I think he'll spread the ball around nicely. Maybe Sutton has a touchdown. Um, you know, like a big red zone target. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think Denver Denver wins it. Is Denver at home? Denver is at home. Yes. Yeah, Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver's at home. Yeah, yeah. don't. Yeah. By 10 at least. Yeah, they're Seattle. They're going to get who knows how P. Cowell's doing with those. And maybe they won't even be conditioned for Denver, which is hard to do. So. Gotcha. All right. Our next game features a quarterback that has never lost in his professional career as a starter. But this is going to be the first game I believe he's going to lose against the Vikings. The Vikings are home, favored by six and a half points, playing the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Vikings all the way here. I think Vikings win by 10, 14 points. I mean, Jimmy G, he's gonna be, he's gonna have a good year, I think, this year. But um, it's not gonna be the same as last year, where you know they're they're pulling together all these wins and all that shit. Their defense is good. The 49ers defense is good. They have a lot of young talent. Um, they'll be middle of the pack, 10, maybe 5th, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15th defense. So I'm still taking Vikings, though, at home in that fucking dome. Yeah, I think I am, too. I think the Vikings have one of the best home field advantages in, in the NFL. Um, I think, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is, as you know, as kind of mediocre at times he's been. Um you know, obviously he's shown flashes of greatness, but you know, uh, I think he's ne- he's never had anywhere close to this amount of weapons. He's never had a uh, wide receiver as talented as Stephon Diggs. He's never had a tight end. I mean, Jordan Reed is probably equal to Kyle Rudolph, probably a little more talented, but he's never on the field. Um, and he's had nowhere close to a running back as talented as Dalvin Cook. Um, so I I think that uh, while their offensive line isn't fantastic. I think uh, Minnesota could, you know, obviously, again, depends on the quarterback play, but I think they could have a really, really nice year. I think Dalvin Cook will have a good bounce back year. He'll come out, um, you know, running the ball well. He's 100% for week one. Um, Zimmer's going to run him per usual. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I like the Vikings here too, um, but I do like the, the Niners defense. I just think I just think uh, going on the road, um, you know, Jimmy G's first real test against a really elite defense. Um, I, I, I think he'll he won't struggle per se, but um, you know, I think it'll be kind of a quiet game for him, and uh, and the Vikings will kind of just walk away with this uh, near the end. Yeah, agreed. Uh, what do you think, Saul? And then we'll yeah. finish it off. I'll keep it keep it short. Yeah, I agree with everything Dave said. I mean, um, the Niners' defense is probably a year away or so. They got a lot of young talent, but um, yeah, like on the road, Jim, Jimmy G hasn't played well in a lot of those games, even though his record is so good. I don't know what was his touchdowns like eight touchdowns, five interceptions or something. He's not some perfect quarterback um he'll he'll throw a pick or two probably two yeah. if you had to ask me so i yeah i'm i'd say vikings by 10 all right so the last game on the slate is chargers at home favored three and a half points against the kansas city chiefs it is a four o'clock game hunter henry is lost for the year besides that the chargers are full force you know they got fucking the ever so reliable gate gates and then the Chiefs still have Daniel Sorensen out. You know, Eric Berry's questionable, even though I'm 100% sure he's going to play. The Chiefs do have a lot of cornerback issues. Everybody's very, you know, everybody's falling over Patrick Mahomes, the big arm. Um, I want to see how he's going to play in his first game. I'm going to assume that the Chargers' front seven is going to harass him. And then they have a crazy secondary, so they might pick him off once or twice. If not, I mean, I could see him maybe running around a lot, but I'm going to take, um, <sighs> I think I went with the Chiefs three and a half, which was a fucking crazy, stupid pick, I think I did. But I just went with them there. Fuck it. Give me the yeah. Chargers. Not yeah, the same here. You, the you, Chargers, even though they always oh, lose no. those games at the beginning of the year, they choke always at the end of the games. I think this is the year they 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 got the defense all figured out. Bosa, Ingram, Casey Hayward, I think, is going to have a field day, to be honest. Uh, I don't think – I could see Sammy Watkins running a wrong route um, or something <laughs> and him just and him just having an easy interception. I, I, think, I think they – Pick them off two times, maybe three times. Casey Hayward has one. Um, you know, he's gonna have the the two bookends, Bosa and, and Ingram, down his throat. You know, and he's gonna be he'll he'll have throw some balls off his back foot. It's just a matter of you know they're in play and people pick them off. So um, Melvin Gordon, you know, they got Mike Williams back on offense now. The Chargers do Keenan Allen. That that's a dynamic team right now. You know, as long as they don't get off to that awful start they normally do, this is a really good team, potentially contender yeah. for AFC. So no, I agree, and Rivers is always good. But um, yeah, Jones, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you guys touched upon it mostly. I think uh, I, I'm really high on the Chargers' defense this year. I think they could be a top five defense in the NFL. Um, they just have talent everywhere, like savages everywhere. Um, and I think yeah. Derwin James is going is the steal of the, yeah. the first round. Um, everyone's loved him coming out of camp. He played great in the preseason. Um, so I think they got that you know ball hawk safety that they they really needed. Um, and you know like you mentioned, uh, the Kansas City's hurting at cornerback and 
Philip Rivers can sling it with the best of them in the NFL still. Um, so I, I like the I like the Chargers by by a lot in this game. Um, I think I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be close. 10, 10 to fourteen. Gotcha. All right, and I mean that's a wrap for NFL. I guess a wrap for this this episode as well. And I mean that's the end. But you know a little extra thing, uh, Sully. I've been watching this Mets game. The Dodgers defense has been fucking atrocious this game. It's been awful, so bad. Awful. Yo, you you guys see fucking Todd Frazier fool everyone last night with the ball? Two nights the, ago, um, yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, two nights ago. He yeah. he fell into the stands and and didn't catch the ball as he fell in, but yeah. another ball that a fan had was like in this on the shelf Not a baseball, next to the mind seat. You. Yeah, it was like a rubber. It was a rubber like baseball replica yeah. or some shit. And he he caught it like kind of rolled onto him right as he and it took the ump the ump like three seconds to get over there and he tricked the ump saying that the rubber ball that he just picked up on the ground was the baseball and they called him out. No way. Yep. Did it stick? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. I mean, he didn't tell. The fan was pointing. The fan was pointing. Yeah. He's like, "That's not the ball." And the Todd father, he, no one knew when it happened in live television. I guess other than the fan, but yeah, like, it wasn't. They talked out about it yesterday. That night or the next day. They talked about it the next day, and yeah, and and I, I think it was it was Gary or, or one of them said it, it like it was like where's the. Uh, Where's the line? Like, did he cross the line? I'm like, I don't think so. It's like cross the line. Like, you know, like you got to do what? Who doesn't? Who who wouldn't cheat if they couldn't get caught? Everyone would cheat if they didn't get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Who, who hasn't cheated on a test? Come on. That's uh, that's on the umpire, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah, the the umps got to see the ball. Like, that's that's idiotic. Like, yeah, like that's I would I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it like bush league. I wouldn't call call it bush league like some people may be offended i just think yeah he just, it's also not like he made a huge effort for it like the dude fell into the stands rolled over and there was a ball sitting on his lap and yeah he's just like oh let me he was probably like yeah no fucking shot he'll believe this like yeah look i got the ball and then sure enough <laughs> he called him out was he gonna be like nah i'm just kidding this isn't <laughs> that fucking psa commercial where the guy the stupid high school kid tells him that he hit the ball out of bounds <laughs> jesus well Gentlemen, it was a fucking great episode for the listeners out there. We gave you a heavy dose of everything and anything NFL. Catch us again next week right back here. We'll have Tommy Buns back. Granted that he doesn't die in Las Vegas. Oh, well, Tampa with uh, our cohort, uh, Tony. Uh, All those strip clubs down there. And the casinos. Um, Pray for them. Send your T's and P's to them. But yeah, catch us next week after a full slate of NFL fucking football. Get hyped because football is back, baby. Let's go. It's back.